Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Hello, mamas, and welcome to Mama Truth Monday. It's Amy Ehlers here, the Wake Up Call Coach. And oh my goodness, I have a treat in store for you, like a delicious, yummy, wonderful, warm baked cookie out of the oven kind of treat, like the (laughs) kind you cannot put down because I have the amazing Sarah Jenks with me today. She is the founder of really the movement. She is known as the woman to end the war on our bodies Can I get an amen to that? (laughs) We need her. She is the founder of an incredible movement called Live More, Way Less. Her website is sarahjenks.com. I'll have that, of course, in the notes as well for the show. And today we're really going to be talking about ending the war on our bodies as mamas, as women, and also with our children so that we can really instill in our children a sense of body love right from the beginning. So Sarah, thank you, darling, so much for being on the show with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just, I remember when you were talking about birthing Mm. mama truth, Mm. um, I don't even remember what it was. It was must have been right after we had Marshall and Annabella, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was so excited about it. So it just feels so good to be here with yeah. you now. With it totally brought into life and it's just so exciting. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Yes. Well, and for all of you to know, my youngest, Evie Rose, and Sarah's oldest, Marshall, were born one day apart. So we, you know, we met right before we both got pregnant and then we found out we were pregnant. We're like, oh my God. So then we had our bonding pregnancy lunches and talks and all of that stuff. And uh, it was such a wonderful time and just such a joy to witness you not only bring Marshall into the world, but also your youngest named Annabelle. So there you have it. Um, so Sarah, will you just help? I just always, I was telling Sarah that I, you know, I've watched, of course, Sarah's live more way less and her blog. And I'm just a huge fan of the work that you do in the world. And I read every Facebook post, every Pinterest, every, you know, you name it, Instagram, what have you, because you're always so authentic and so raw and so real, about your own relationship to your body and about really helping all of the tens of thousands of women that I know you influence every single day. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your story and your journey with your own body to start us off. Mm, Of course. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. So I went to my first Weight Watchers meeting when I was 10 years old. And it was because I was being made of, made fun of at school. I was really self-conscious about my body. And from a very early age, I was convinced that my life would just be a lot better if I lost weight. Um, so I tried Weight Watchers. That didn't work. I tried, you know, counting calories and that didn't work. I, I couldn't, I wasn't one of those people who could stick to the diet. I wasn't a yo-yo dieter. I just was not a dieter. <laughs> um, and, You're like, I'm always on the downswing. There yeah. is no yo-yo about this. My diet lasts yeah. like yeah. hours, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I was just, you know, binging a lot and always feeling terrible about my body. But the issue is that I always felt like my perfect life was 20 pounds away. Mm. And I thought I had to weigh less in order to live more. And so I was always really frustrated that I couldn't do this 
quote unquote, like very simple thing to, that would completely change my life. And when you're in that place, it's maddening because it just, it's like, for some, for some reason we think that weight loss is like, okay, your perfect life is just on the other side of the street. And all you have to do is cross the street and there you are. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's like, well, why can't I cross the street? Um, and so, you know, fast forward, I mean, this was like this, you know, for years and I wasn't an unhappy child. I just always had this thing in the back of my head. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was just sort of like always there, like an obnoxious little sister that won't leave you alone. And so it wasn't until I was in my, um, early twenties when I was working in advertising and I ate an entire bag of Dove chocolate promises in while hiding in the supply closet. And I actually, you know, didn't eat like the last four and I was so proud of myself for having a little bit of willpower to not eat the last four pieces of chocolate out of this, like, I mean, it's like 35 pieces in a bag. Mm. And um, I threw it away. And then five minutes later, I went back and I fished it out of the trash. Mm. And that's when I realized this isn't working. Mm. And um, so I decided to just stop dieting. I just thought I would just be an overeater and chubby forever. And... Um, then when I sort of gave up dieting, I realized that my life was really boring. And I thought that I was miserable because of my weight and my body, but I was actually miserable because my life sucked. You know, I didn't like my job. My relationship was kind of flat. Um, you know, like my friendships were great, but like, you know, I wasn't making any new friends. And so I just got to work on really fixing my life. And as I was doing that, I didn't need to I wasn't eating emotionally anymore because I was happy and I lost a bunch of weight. And then since then, as I, as my lifestyle has changed and I've gotten older and I've had two babies, I've gained and lost weight a lot over the past couple of years. And when that started happening, that really scared me because I thought that I was just supposed to lose weight and keep it off and that my whole company was going to collapse because I wasn't, you know, 140 pounds all the time. Right. And, and then I had to really realize that that's life isn't about staying at the same weight. And as women, we're actually not meant to stay at the same weight. You know, everything about us is constantly in flow you know, we, our whole system is built on our menstrual cycle, which is our bodies expanding and contracting every month. You know, um, you know, we're connected to the tides of the ocean. We have babies where we grow and we shrink, you know, we age, it's just, we just change. And so my most recent journey over the past two years has just been embracing the change Mm -hmm. as much as I can and riding the wave and, really deepening into really what it means to love your body. I just have chills all over my body just Mm -hmm. hearing you talk about this. And I'm remembering an email, a blog post, a Facebook post you sent out after you had had your first baby Marshall, where you were like, I don't, I, there was, I wanted to run from the hills of having a company that was about 
health coaching or body image or whatever because of how much weight you gained when you, especially in the very last part, when you were two weeks overdue, God bless you. I had that with my first as well. Uh, Mamas, do you feel us? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) but but it was like the way, the vulnerability with which you undertook what had occurred in your body just blew my heart open even more to the work that you're doing because it's like it, it spiraled down to an even deeper level. And then you look at something that you recently wrote about, you actually don't have to feel beautiful mm-hmm. to love yourself yeah. or to love your body even. And will you talk a little bit about that? Cause I just thought that was so profound. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I've been, I've been, seeing so many things about, you know, beauty at any size and, um, you know, round bodies are beautiful. Thin bodies are beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. And I think that's great. And it's true. You know, beauty doesn't come in any specific shape and size, but within that conversation, that's it. Like in that conversation, it assumes that we have to think we're beautiful in order to love our bodies. Mm. And that is still a trap. Yeah. Right? That still, you know, has us assume that our body's only real purpose and worth is to be beautiful. Mm. Even if we expand the definition of beauty. And what I really want to drive home to people is that our bodies do like a gajillion other things besides look a certain way. Yeah. And we do not need to think we're beautiful in order to love our body. So what can happen is, you know, and like I I have these moments, you know, right now where Annabelle is five months old and there'll be a lot of days where I look at my body and I'm like, you're not that beautiful right now. <laughs> you know, like I've got like my stomach is really saggy and I'm just, I, my body is just not in my own ideal place, you know, which I talk about is it's not about looking like your favorite celebrity, or your best friend. It's like for your constitution and your lifestyle. And my body's just not at my, where she's happiest. Um, and I have a hard time standing there and just being like, my stomach is beautiful. My stomach is beautiful. Right, my stomach right. is beautiful. I'm like, uh, I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah. You know, but I love my body so much, you know, because she's amazing. And of course we have moments where I'm like, you're kind of ugly, but I, God, I just, I love you so much. And I love being in you and I love what you do for me. And I wouldn't trade you for a second And because I love you so much, I'm going to continue to take care of you in, you know, the best way I can right now. Mm. I just really want to invite all of you mamas that are listening to go into that, to deepen that for yourself of challenging yourself to really you know, make the list, so to speak, in your head, on a piece of paper, on your mirror of why you love your body. And yeah. And Hey, listen, if your like arms are looking crazy good, love that up. And if it's like, I love my body because she's breathing. I love my body because she's been able to birth babies. I love my body because she's able to hold my babies. I love my body because she's breathing right now. I love my, Oh my God, look at how amazing my body is. 
and being able to really model that for our children yeah. and to have them understand that the love that we have for ourselves and for our bodies is unconditional. Yes. It does not rely on you fitting in the, your favorite pair of jeans. It does not rely on you being able to get through the, you know, whatever workout that of like du jour that you feel like you're an, you know, loser because you can't get through it because you want to die and you hate the instructor and you really just don't want to do it. Whatever it is, you know, it's right. like we, we can actually have this be an unconditional relationship. I just, I think that that is, is so powerful. And especially as moms, as we go through so many changes in our bodies. I mean, you know, I had, I gave birth to my second Evie Rose when I was 40 years old. And let me tell you something, ladies, like the difference, even in the six years of when I had, um, Annabella at 34, the difference in just the way I handled the sleep deprivation, the way my body handled, um, you know, the weight gain of pregnancy and the loss of pregnancy and the hormone fluctuations with nursing and like all of that stuff. Wow. Really, really different. Yeah. And so that expectation that we put on ourselves that we're supposed to fit into our, you know, our pre-pregnancy genes and da, da, da. It's like, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I call it being skinny for a living. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it just takes up all of our energy and becomes our number one priority. And here's, here's what I'm anticipating what people are, are feeling right now. Yeah. Because this is what happens. Whenever I say something like who cares and it doesn't matter, people think I'm saying we shouldn't take care of our bodies. Right. Or that we shouldn't worry about being healthy or like, oh, go eat, you know, all the cookies in the world. And that's right. not what I'm talking about, you know, because we can take care of our bodies and not be focused on losing weight. Right. This is where yes. the conversation has gotten so like entangled, you know, where a lot of times we misconstrue acceptance with apathy. Right. And it's, that's not what, you know, I'm talking about. So it's so important to like, let go of your pre-pregnancy genes and what does your body need right now? Mm. And how can you take care of her? Right. Because we all know in truth that having um, a ton of excess weight on our bodies and not being a healthy weight isn't good for our health. Like right. it's, it, it, it's actually unhealthy, hence unhealthy weight. It's like, we, we get that. So it's like, who cares about our weight? Like we care, but not mm -hmm. from that, you know, what I always call the inner mean girl place of shaming ourselves, but from that inner wisdom place mm -hmm. of, I actually love myself. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to go to the park and play on the swings with my kids. want to be able to throw a ball around with them, like whatever it is yeah. from that place of love for ourselves versus from that place of judging ourselves or shaming ourselves and making ourselves feel like shit about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I know in Live More, Way Less, you teach some really profound principles around how women can start to love their bodies more and start from that place of self-love to make, have their bodies have changes, you know? And I just didn't know if maybe you wanted to share one or two of those. I know um, I've been through the Live, um, Live More, Way Less program, everyone that's listening, and it is just absolutely phenomenal. And, um, as you say, it's not, 
a diet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lifestyle. And so do you want to just share maybe a couple of those for people? Because I also was thinking that this is, I feel like so much of what you teach in Live More, Way Less, like literally you could take what you teach there and pretty much with very little changes, teach it to a kindergartner. And like, you you know what I mean? Like, it's like the principles are so good and true and right on and from that space of love that it's not like, you know, you go to, you know, something like Weight Watchers and you're like, yeah, I'm going to teach my child how to track their points. It's right. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wouldn't teach my eight-year-old daughter how to track her points, but I right. would talk with her about what you talk about and live more, way less because it's also self-loving and it's not about tracking. So mm-hmm. can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, I think one thing that is really grounded in eating that I love. And we practice this with um, Marshall, who will be two um, March, just like Evie. Yeah. And um, we really teach him, and we practice this too, eating without distractions. Oh, you man, know? I'm failing. <laughs> failing. It's okay. It's okay. You can change it up whenever you want to. <laughs> Um, no, because, but this is this is so good though. This is so good. I just have to be real with everyone as I hear Sarah saying that because a as Sarah, as you know, Sarah, because you and I have had conversations like this is like the hardest one for me. It's hard. And I've seen that I've totally instilled it in my kids. It's hard. It's it, a hard it's one. Super. It can feel really challenging, and, and especially for busy on the go moms, it's like okay, I got to eat my lunch while I'm finishing up this email, and then blah blah. You know. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I just think it's so incredibly powerful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when, you know, we're at the playground, we have snack time, you know, we sit on a bench and have a snack, mm-hmm. um, you know, at home, we try to like sit and talk while he's having dinner. We don't eat with him, but we sit, you know, and mm-hmm. have a glass of water. And, um, I just think that's great because it just gives food the respect it deserves. You know, like if I were growing something and someone just ate it, well, you know, sending an email, I'd be upset, (laughs) you know, or if like I spent a long time making Marshall dinner and he went and ate it in front of a movie, I'd be like, dude, I just made you dinner. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so that's sort of where that comes from, you know, in our family context and, you know, it teaches you how to stop eating when you're satisfied and not really go to the point of feeling super full. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And the other really big tenant is, you know, eat when you're hungry, like physically hungry. And when you want food but are not hungry, go do something. Mm. Um, and what I think is really important to understand is that, like, look, if you want a cookie and you're not hungry and you go and eat that cookie, you're not going to die. It's not the end of the world. I don't care about the extra calories. If you did that for a month, you will gain some weight. I still don't really care. What I care about <laughs> is that if you if you go and eat that cookie, you're not tending to whatever's coming up for you emotionally. Mm. You're just like bypassing it. And it's just like if one of our kids came up to us and said, mom, I had a hard day at school. And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. Here's a cookie. Like we wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And so I think it's important for us to, you know, get better at confronting our emotions and processing them in real time, being vulnerable about it and helping our kids to do the same. 
Um, because it can be really easy to just be like, you know, mom, I want ice cream. And if you tell they're in a bad mood, like you're going to talk to them about it. Be like, let's wait on the ice cream. Like what's going on? Yeah. Do you, with your kids, like, does Marshall get to have dessert every night? Is that part of your ritual or is that a special thing or how does that work? It's not really part of our ritual. Yeah. Um, He's still so young. Yeah. That it's like. Oh yeah. He's so young. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, but like we'll go out and like, we'll get some organic frozen yogurt, you know, once a month kind of a thing. Yeah. But it's more of like a destination situation and less of a at-home thing. Well, do you imagine, I know I was totally fast forwarding that Marshall was Annabella's age because that's such a thing for like a third grader for her. And I'm sure some of you mamas can relate to this of where it's like, is it bad to let your kid have a treat every night after dinner or whatever it is? It's like, um, it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just important to look at, um, you know, how is your child reacting to the sugar, if it's a sugar thing and like bedtime and all that stuff. But, you know, I think if you can find something that's made with honey or maple syrup, something that's not going to like jack up their blood sugar level. Right. I don't, I really don't think there's anything wrong with having delicious food. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, like we're not at that phase yet, but just like from a philosophical perspective, you know, when things aren't forbidden, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be this big deal. Things aren't a big deal. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I, I remember the first time that you and I met for lunch and I was feeling so nervous to meet you for lunch. I don't know if I've told oh. you this. I was so nervous because I was like, oh God, is she going to watch what I was eating? Oh, and, oh no, you know, right. My inner mean girl, like having a whole, you know, dialogue in my, yeah. in my head. And I have to tell everyone. Well, mine was like, is Amy going to think I'm cool? <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Oh my I hope Lord. she thinks I'm cool. Please. <laughs> oh my Lord. But it was so funny because everyone like Sarah is the most fun person to go and have a meal with. I have to tell you because (laughs) you like, it's pleasurable. Like there's great, like you take such great pleasure in having a beautiful meal and having an appetizer. And then it's like, you take a few bites of the appetizer and you're done with the appetizer. And then you move on to your meal and like, you're done. And then you have a, a couple of bites of dessert. And it's like, it's this pleasurable, beautiful experience. And then you leave the meal and you're not overstuffed and you don't feel like you've deprived yourself. And the most important thing, you've enjoyed it. And I just feel like so like uh, us as moms, as women, we need pleasure in our lives. And especially when you have, you know, kids and it's like, I know for me, the, the bedtime rituals and like getting the kids down, it's like by the time you know, I saw a cartoon and I sent it to my husband. I'm like, pretty much. And it was a cartoon of like, like it said on the top, like, at last the kids are down. We can do anything and go wild. And they were both like sitting there on the couch with a TV, <laughs> a glass of wine, completely dead asleep. And yeah. I'm like, that's pretty much it. Like, it's like by the end of the day, like you want your victory lap. Like you just want to be like, okay, y'all, you know, I think Glennon called it that once. Like, I just want my victory lap. And so it can be so easy in those moments to go to food, to go to the Ben and Jerry's or the, the ice cream or the cookie dough or the, your, you know, whatever it is that turns you on. And then suddenly there you are mindlessly eating in front of the TV, something, and you're not even enjoying it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, you know, how do we reward ourselves and find that pleasure at the end of the day um, without turning to food, alcohol, like that kind of thing? Like what, it, what works for you, Sarah? What works for your clients? This is such a good question because I feel the same way. I mean, by yeah. the time seven fifteen hits, right. I'm a zombie, and um, you know, it's my only. Well, for all of us, it's our only time to ourselves during yeah. the day. Um, and you know, I try to take a little bit of time to myself during the workday, but it's hard because like my kids are in and out. I'm, I'm not, you know, the house isn't quiet. Right. Um. So at night. You know, I've actually been reading a lot mm, recently, mm. which has felt so luxurious. And so I will, Jonathan and I have dinner together um, almost every night, mm. which is so great. So, and you do that we, after the kids go down? Well, you do it after the kids go down. That's so nice. It's really nice. You yeah. know, we, one of us tries to sort of get dinner going while the other one is feeding the kids. Yeah. Um, and so we're like all in the kitchen together. One of us is cooking, one of us is dealing with the kids. And, um, or we'll just do takeout. Like we don't put pressure on ourselves to cook all the time because yeah. we just, we'd rather eat together and order something than, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, totally. To eat oh like God. Yeah. So we'll try to eat together, um, which just helps us slow down and we'll talk about our day. And then recently I've been getting ready for bed at eight and crawling in bed and reading for an hour. Mm. And it's been so nice. Yeah. And, um, one thing that's been so awesome is that I recently stopped pumping. Oh, uh-huh. Because what was happening was I was pumping in the morning, you know, after my nanny got here, I was pumping in the afternoon to like take all, out all the milk that was happening when I wasn't nursing Annabelle because I was working. And then I was pumping again at like 930 at night mm. um, to get ahead of everything. And what was happening was the pumping was putting a huge dark cloud over that evening time. Yeah. And I realized that the pressure I was putting on myself to have like perfect ideal nutrition for Annabelle was actually making me a mental case because I didn't have that time at night. Mm. And so um, now mostly breastfeeding, but supplementing with formula and it's the best decision I've ever made. And um, because that nighttime if you can really tend to it in a way that's going to feed you, changes everything. I love that. And so I'll just pose that to everyone. Like what's the nighttime ritual that will really tend to you, that will feed you literally without having to feed you junk yeah. food or whatever crap we might yeah. be putting in our bodies when we're not hungry. Like if you're hungry, eat, my goodness. But yes. but yeah, but having that, and I think that it's so radical. And I love that you just shared that about the pumping and the supplementing and stuff, because I know for all of you new mamas, I know there can be so much stigma around supplementing with formula or around not pumping or pumping or whatever it is. And it's like, if we really understand that us being happy, compassionate, kind to ourselves, human beings, means that we will ultimately be a way better mom than if we're driving ourselves crazy by trying yep. to pump at 9.30 at night. Like, exactly. So it's like whatever that version is for you, whether you have tweens or teens or whatever age it is for your kids, like what is that routine that you can set 
yourself up with. And yeah. oh my gosh. Well, I, I realize that we're starting to wrap up here and I, you know, of course I could talk to you for hours. I know. <laughs> and, and, and I'd love to have you back on the show because I feel like there's so oh, much ground you. that we can cover. And I, and um, Sarah wanted to offer to everyone, she has this fantastic free class called Get Out of Body Jail. Get Out of Body Jail. And you can check that out at mamatruthshow.com forward slash body love, mamatruthshow.com slash body love. And then you can go ahead and get yourself even more out of body jail. Sarah's website is of course, sarahjinks.com. Sarah, I always like to wrap up any of the shows where I have a guest by asking you what's messy and what's magical about mothering for you right now. Oh, what a great question. Um, what's messy is that I'm in this place where I put a lot of pressure on myself to operate like a stay-at-home mom. Mm. And I'm not a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Um, And I'm a CEO of a pretty big company. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, having the expectations of myself that 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 I'm supposed to do both completely has been really hard. And I'm realizing in this moment that I, I really need to do some searching around, you know, what is my personal sweet spot? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's just creating a lot of un- like chronic anxiety, you know, and yeah. exhaustion, yeah. just having that script running all the time. And then what's magical is um, I recently um, was on mommastery.com. Glennon. Yeah. Um, and she talks about how it's not about having good days. It's about having a few good moments. Mm. And that switch has been so wonderful because I just keep the one 30 second magical thing that happened in my day in my pocket and take that home with me. Like when I go to bed, take it to bed with me. And it just makes me feel like I'm doing a good job because the days are just crazy around here. Yeah. um, There's so many things that aren't going well, but if I just have that one moment, like sometimes it's just 10 seconds. Yeah. Feels really magical. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first ladies. Look, I mean, that is so powerful. I love that because I mean, Sarah's two babies, two, like just, just almost two and under two, so, I mean, that that's the days are big for sure. <laughs> for sure, honey. Oh, my goodness. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the Mama Truth Show. As always, it's just thank such you. a joy to talk with you. And I hope, ladies, mamas that are listening, I hope that you'll go and, and check out mamatruthshow.com slash body love and sign up for Sarah's free get out of body jail class She is so wise. She teaches, as you can tell, just from such authenticity and from the heart and live more, way less. Um, Her lifestyle, her community is incredible. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. And just um, thank you. And thank you so much, mamas. We'll be back next week on the Mama Truth Show with um, the big fat lie of balance. We'll be talking about that on the next show. So stay tuned for, yeah, baby. Okay, everyone, well, much love. It's Amy signing off. Until next week, bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share the Mama Truth show with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. And make sure to visit mamatruthcircle.com to become part of our free community of soulful mamas. Until next time, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood.